You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. Hey there, Defiance fans. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Defiance After Show. So excited to have you here talking about Season 2, Episode 3, The Axe and the Cord. My name's Matt Lieberman. Joining me is the fantastic Mr. Jesse Klein. Hey, everybody. Yeah, welcome to the podcast, dude. Uh, thank you, man. I'm yeah. glad to be here. I'm excited. Uh, for those of you who don't know Jesse, he's on the Halt and Catch Fire show with me. He's on the mm-hmm. Marin show with me. He's going to be joining us all season long. Unfortunately, uh, Nando Velasquez and... And uh, Scott Moore, we're not able to be here today. I want to first of all, I want to thank Scott for holding it down last week. Yeah, um, we all really, really appreciate that. We, you know, just sometimes, sometimes things happen. I know I was out of town for VidCon for work. Nando had a work function. You know, Jesse was sick. Uh, so. Sometimes, you know, it comes down to it. Do we want to put out content and make sure that people have a Defiance podcast in their inbox the following morning? Or do we skip it or, or try to move it around? And unfortunately, we couldn't move it. We didn't want to skip it. We want to make sure that you had your content. So I want to thank Scott for holding it down last week. That was really awesome of him. Yeah, good, good work. Yeah. So uh, this episode is interesting. I think it intro- introduced, first of all, it... it Undid a lot of the damage from uh, the end of season one. Yeah, that we were kind of like all this new status quo with uh, with Doc Yule and Daytac in Camp Reverie, mm-hmm. uh, with you know Arissa thinking that she's killing people, and now it appears that there's something either better or far more sinister. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, at play. How do you feel about it, Jesse? Man, uh, after watching this episode, I just was I was going what. Quite a bit, right? There weren't any easy answers. Yeah, I, I I was like, wait, how are people alive now? Like, there were two people that were alive that were surprising for me, right? Uh, And there was just a lot of, uh, like, I, I don't know, I don't know what is real now. Hmm. It's it's left a lot of reality unchecked. Well, I mean, I think real in this case is going to be a little bit relative. Yeah. Um, and we also got some uh, answers vis-a-vis the Kaziri, yeah. uh, which I'm very, very excited about. We're going to get into all that. I want to jump in, starting by talking with uh, the uh, Tar Macaulay family, sure. their union. Uh, strong union. Strong. The union is strong. Yeah, very strong. Yeah, and and Christy is she's in the in the communal family bath. She's doing her best mm-hmm. as a casty wife, but it's obvious how uncomfortable this scene is. Yeah, and Stama either you know I think honestly she knows, but she doesn't care because she likes being in power. She likes the role that she has claimed for herself in this family. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, how their relationship kind of progresses through the episode mm-hmm. and how like a lot of tension gets brought because of the big announcement that gets ruined. Yes. <laughs> Christy ha- is pregnant and Stama smells it on her. Yes. Which is like, that's, that's the creepiest thing that can happen from very, your mother-in-law. It was very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm so excited well, for you. God, God damn it. God, 
Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. You've newly flowered, haven't you? Baby by Stama. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, and Alak tries to, you know, kind of interject in this, in this family bath. He's like, uh, Ma, can you not put your... Can you not put your breast so close to her face? We, we've talked about the personal, and she's like, oh, you young generation needing personal space. Sure, yeah. I'm going to go push drugs and murder people. <laughs> um, and well, no, she's a, she's a very, uh, she's a businesswoman mm-hmm. in the community. She's very nice. Uh-huh. Um, she's no, not, no, 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 spin this. She's not, she's not murdering people or pushing drugs. She's just trying to look out for her family. Right. A strong woman. Who's never poisoned anyone. Never, ever poisoned yeah. anyone with poison on the outside of a flask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I like what they're doing with Alak this season so far. Yeah. Having him murder Skeever, basically, you know, paying off what I think the setup of this character was, which is he's a guy who never should have been a gangster. Yeah. Wasn't, has a, a heart that's not in it, but ultimately family loyalties have forced him into it and now he's done some things that are really haunting him yeah it's it's a very much it's it it, it's reminiscent of a lot of like gangster stories that you Mm -hmm. see in other fiction where it's like he has a family now like he's got a baby yeah that he's got to look out for but his dad well he thought he was going to be free of his dad Mm -hmm. and like all of those pressures and i think he was pretty happy of just letting his mom run the business and then he would be able to take care of his baby and like you know, maybe make his father-in-law happy yeah. and that kind of stuff. Tar and, tracks. Yeah. Tar tracks. Come on, man. It's got two X's in it. How can that not be a great business? It's, it sounds like a great business. It's doing really well. Yeah. Although, honestly, I'm like, where's the money coming from? I don't know. Because, like, if if the business itself is doing really well, like, is he shipping these records out to the other territories? I guess. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're playing music that apparently is real sexy yeah real uh, sexy real sexy music yeah he hi- he's hired a new dj for the top of the arch for raider radio yeah uh do we do we have her name oh i think something I treasure doll treasure doll oh, yeah me wow i wonder was she was she was she, was she uh with a name like Treasure Doll? No. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but she was. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, she was. She, she was in a treasure she... <laughs> for a doll company? No, she okay. she freely admits to turning tricks at the need want, mm. and seemingly everything turns her on. Yes. Um, she is very turned on by the fact that Alak is a murderer, mm-hmm. um, and she would like him to um, Ruff- m- murder her, uh, her arousal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you will, uh-huh, yeah, will. Um, and uh-huh. he's trying to resist, right? Yeah. He's trying to be a good hu- husband. Yeah, uh, but ultimately, she she pisses him off. Yeah, which is exactly what she wanted. Exactly, yeah. she got to him. Yeah, and she's just like you know, yeah, put the fear of God in me and everything else, yeah, everything else, sure, and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and Alack is definitely he's conflicted. He's so screwed up over this. At the end of the last episode, he was vomiting. Yeah, and. He, this guilt is going to eat away at him. Yeah. He doesn't like people thinking that he's a killer. He doesn't like being a killer. No. And he wants to leave the business. Like, Rafe, uh, so, like, when they're having this dinner, um, you know, Rafe pulls out the stogies and he takes uh, Alak aside. And he's like, you remember when I had my friends beat the tar out of you? I'm sure he does. (laughs) Um, After you got married? Well, uh, that still stands. 
I will yeah. kill you if you do not if you do not shape up for my baby girl and your baby. Yeah, well he even he even mentions Skeever. Yeah. Like he says like there are a lot of rumors going on around Skeever, which it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, I, I Alec, he's he's in he's in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, little baby Alec. He's he took the purple out of his hair, and now all of a sudden he's got real grown up problems. He's got grown up problems. Once you take the purple out of your hair, mm-hmm. you're you're admitting that you're a grown up. Now you have grown up problems. Yeah, I love this scene between him and Rafe, and I love their relationship. Yeah. Um, especially you know because. Before the wedding last season, when they finally kind of started to bond, he realized how much Alack loved Christy. Yeah. Um, he does kind of, he does kind of want to be a better father figure to this kid. He knows there's good in him, but that ultimately, more often than not, he follows in his father's footsteps of being a criminal and kind of a coward. Yeah. But I think he wants to be the man that his, that, that Rafe he, sees that in him. Rafe sees in him. Like, I think he really wants that. It's just he can't get to it. He keeps getting stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an impossible situation. Ca- yeah. Like, casty tradition places family and your Lero above everything. That's true. So it, it's it's very, very difficult to break free of it. And, and to Alex's credit, he goes to Camp Reverie in an attempt to do just that. Yeah. But also to do right by his father. Yeah, he had yeah. To- he had to talk to his dad through that aluminum siding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, though, no hand jobs. No. Um, in the first episode of the season, uh, Stama was very aggressive with giving a hand job through the aluminum siding. Mm-hmm. Uh, very happy that that is not a father son activity it's as well. Th- yeah, we don't know their culture. Well, we only see bits and pieces. Here. Yeah, we don't know how far hand jobs extend through casty tradition. Yeah, it could be that could be like uh, the equivalent of like a business handshake. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with this, we are agreed. Are we agreed? I'll sign, I'll sign yes. the papers. I'll, I'll sign those papers. I'll, I'll sign those papers. Yeah. Uh, and I won't finish that joke. I had a thought of what he would sign in, but there's there's no reason to no, include it. Re- no. There's no reason. No. With um, a pen. Yeah. What? With a pen. Yeah. With a pen. Yeah. With a pen. Fifteen. Um, and so uh, Alec basically is like, "Look, the business is doing really well. I would like to step down and yeah. Daytac." Who has been, you know, he's been in Camp Reverie and he's realizing what's really going on. Yeah. You know, he knows um, that something's up, that Pottinger was basically laughing at him through uh, through his eyes uh, and that Stom has been dragging her heels. He suspects that Stom has taken over his business. Although earlier uh, he was saying that he didn't think she was. Hmm. Like they were uh, after uh, the doctor got her finger cut off. Yeah. Uh, he was he was trying to figure out who was keeping him in there, because uh, he was like he didn't think that she was uh, the one who was responsible for. And him. she was capable. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. But yeah he is. underestimated her, but she very much is. Yeah, yeah. And I find it hilarious, and it's so very in Daytac's character to doubt his wife, even though it's obvious that she's been propping him up this whole time. Yeah, she's the whole reason that he's as as successful as he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Where immediately he just realized it when mm-hmm. his son was talking to him. It was like, oh. oh, right. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I... And now I am incensed. And when I get out, I will murder your mother mm-hmm. and I'll kill you too mm-hmm. if I have to. I'll, I'll start a new family. I'll start a new family, a better family with Treasure Doll, who Treasure because doll. I'm her favorite uh-huh. because I rough her up, I beat her up, I beat her up. Play that punk music. White girl. 
Yeah, it works. All it right, works. Good. It works. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, Alec episode, asked... folks. Yeah. It was a real good episode. Alec asks to lead the family. Yeah. Uh, Daytag says absolutely not. not. You know, um, you know the these guys, there's no way that they have the smarts to get this done. Yeah. If it's not you, who is it? Oh, it's Stama? Yeah. I will I will ruin her. I will do this. And then Alak stands up to him. And he's like, Dad, you're going to rot in there forever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm I'm out of here. No way there will be a plot twist where you get out of prison. Immediately. And yeah. I thought, you know, to, to their credit, I'm pleased that they got him out in this episode. I yeah. thought they'd wait a few more. Yeah. I thought I thought we were going to see a lot of him, like, stewing in prison. But he immediately got out. So mm-hmm. he was just super angry as soon as he oh, left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm just happy having Daytac back causing trouble. Yep. He returns to the Tar home to uh, that Portis head song, mm-hmm. um, and he's just stripping off his clothes, and all this dirt's flying off in this immaculate White House. Bad episode for people with OCD. Terrible episode for people episode. with OCD. Um, and then uh, they sense him coming. They see him coming, and he's got this kind of like weird smile on his face. Yeah, and he's like, "The master returns." He gets into the tub. And his and it's like a wonderful bit of visual symbolism. Yeah, all, all this dirt kind of like spreads across the tub towards his family, yeah. um, and how he's kind of reinfecting this family unit. Yeah, it gets on them mm-hmm. like, as much as Alec wants to get out. He's he now stays got, in the tub, and he's got dirt on him now. Yeah, yeah. And when he could have stayed there, but he wanted to be there to protect his mother. Yeah, and thank goodness he was <laughs> yeah, there because yeah. uh, he just immediately starts trying to drown Stama. It's very shocking. Yeah. Um, and then he and Alak are fighting. They're choking each other. It's it's very very tense. Yeah. Yeah, to say the least. It was a it was a very tense way to end the episode. Yeah. Uh, but just so that we don't miss it, I also want to bring up. Uh, the scene where uh, after he returns from the jail, um, uh, presumably to tell Stama that he's leaving yeah. the uh, the family as well, she presents him with a gift. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. The So everyone, when they left Casty, they were permitted to bring three items with them. And Daytac only brought one, his treasured uh, blue electro blade, mm-hmm. vibro blade, or whatever they're called. Yeah. 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 Um, because the only thing that he had, he knew he had to do was protect what was his. Yeah. And it's at least good to know he sticks by his principles because that's exactly what he did when he started drowning her. That's true. At least in his mind. Yeah. Um, but alack, I think that kind of silenced him back into, uh, into obsolescence of just like, well, I can't, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. Well, she gave it to him because she was like, now you have a child. You have some, you have treasure to protect of mm-hmm. your own. And also, I think, as a thank you for killing Skeever and defending her life and her honor. Yeah. I think I think he probably should have brought three knives back. That would have been smart, right? Yeah. Oh, I get three things? I yeah. get three I get three things? Okay. Three knives. All right, yeah, I'll have a knife, and I, I, I guess I'll have two more knives, yeah. just in case I lose that first knife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it still has the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still like, oh, this is what I use to protect my what I treasure. Right. Times but, three. Right. I have a medium one, a big one, and a small one. Oh, a steak knife. Yeah. yeah and, and yeah, medium one, a big one, and a steak big knife. knife. Steak knife. Yeah, Beautiful. You never know. Yeah, or just, you know, a, a chef's knife. Space steak. Space steak. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, I just want to talk really quickly about iTunes. People, I say it every week, don't fast forward. Uh, we here at AfterBuzz TV, we thank you for your support. We love you. We are so happy that you're downloading our podcasts on iTunes, watching them on YouTube, listening to them on Stitcher. You're all the best. Uh, and, you know, you may be saying to yourself, self, 
How can I help After Buzz TV? How can you? They provide me with so many hours of quality entertainment every week. How many hours? Between 60 and 70 a week, depending on how much you know is on TV at the moment, what our schedule permits. And uh, it doesn't cost you a dime. Only takes a second. Go to iTunes, rate and review the shows you listen to or that you watch on YouTube. It's that easy, it's that simple, and it means the world. Not only does it help us know that we're doing a good job and we're giving you the podcast that you absolutely want and deserve, but it's how we're able to attract sponsorships to our network, and that's what keeps the doors on, lights, doors open, lights on. I say it all the time, so the words get mixed up. Doors on, lights open. Doors on, and the lights open. Uh, well, I mean, no, there's no barn doors on these lights, so mm. there's no reason to say that. Mm-mm. But in any case, it's really, really simple. They can even be gibberish. But if you do it, you get a shout-out here on the show, and we deeply, deeply appreciate all of your support. So please go to iTunes, rate and review those shows. And, you know, if you can't get to iTunes and you still want to throw some support behind the network or just let us know how we're doing, you can email our network at info at com, and those messages will come back to us. So, thank you. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. So, uh, we mentioned briefly uh, Doc Yule, mm-hmm. um, who is, is getting out of prison. Why is she getting out of prison? I'll tell you. Ooh. Pottinger... Um, who's just a world-class toady and an adreno freak mm-hmm. and is obsessed with Amanda and it's super creepy. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he cut off her finger last week and we, now we finally understand why. He used it to open up Doc Ewell's secret safe. Yeah. Which, inside of which there was a book that we didn't really see last year. You know, um, just one of the keys to the Kaziri she kept in it, but we didn't know that she also kept a book. Now we know that Ewell has a past. Uh, in the Pale Wars, she helped design weapons. Yeah. Um, she experimented on humans. She, I think, helped with the, sh- with the, um, changing into genes to have human skin project, but I don't, I can't recall necessarily yeah. at the moment. Um, but in any case, she's a brilliant scientist, uh, who, has a lot of negative abilities. Yeah, also a war criminal. A war criminal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, Pottinger gets real excited about whatever she has in those mm. journals and wants them now. He gets a downright E-Rep stiffy over it. Yeah, he, he whatever that weapon is, he wants it he so bad. He wants it so bad. Yeah. There's so many hexagons in it. Timetable. Accelerated. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. 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 Limitless resources. Accelerated timetable. Are you as excited as I am? Yeah. Clears off the table. I need an assistant. Yeah. Oh, uh, fine, fine. <laughs> Whoever you want. What? Oh, another criminal? Ah, that's fine. Yeah, put him out. Put him let's, out. let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need Stamatar. I don't think... It doesn't look like he's doing a lot of bodyguard work. <laughs> like, as soon as he leaves prison, he mm-hmm. leaves the person whose body he is supposed to be guarding and goes to go choke his family out. That's true. Yeah. He's not being the greatest bodyguard. Hopefully he gets taken to task for that. That would be interesting Because um, I, I like them together. They're two characters that don't necessarily make sense together, mm-hmm. but they're both prickly and yeah. they both have secret agendas. So I, I always enjoy seeing the, those two together. Hopefully we get a lot more. She's good at calling him out on his stuff. Yeah. Like, she can read him pretty well. What do we think that this these plans are for? What is this weapon? I don't... I mean, Pottinger is so power-hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's got to be, like, some sort of bio-weapon mm-hmm. or, like... I don't, I don't know. Like, it's got to be something big. Like, yeah. he's, he's so... He's, 
unlimited resources, mm-hmm. accelerated timetable? Well, I mean, as we saw in the first episode of the season, he's clashing with some of the higher-ups at E-Rep. He's trying to make a name for himself. So I imagine bringing a powerful weapon to the table would definitely help get him a better position than Mayor of Defiance. Yeah, or, like, hold something, like, hold a territory hostage or something like that. That'd be dope. Yeah. I'd be into it. It seems like E-Rep, they're... Like, pretty much anything's a game as far as, like, what you want to do there, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm very, very curious to see how this moves forward. Meanwhile, Pottinger, uh, what else is he up to? He's doing drugs. Doing tons of drugs. He's creeping on Amanda. Creeping on Amanda. And he he has this very, like, just awkward conversation with Nolan (laughs) where he's basically like, like, look, I know you and Amanda, you spend time together and... I fancy Uh Amanda, so I just want to know that you're okay that I like her. (laughs) He's like, I didn't go to high school, but this is must be what it was like, and it was. Whoa, (laughs) you got the best of me, and you're on basketball team, Nolan. Hey, buddy, you got you got plenty of skills. I I don't know. No, there, I'm sure there's a girl out there that will like you, though. I became, became school president to impress her, and she still doesn't care. Okay, Pottinger? Uh, yeah? You're talking about things that are out of my hands, okay? Like, look, you're a cool guy, I'm sure. Like, there, I'm, I bet there's a girl that, out there that likes you, just not Amanda. Sometimes I go into the need want for a nip. Okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> that's an interesting choice of words. It is what he said. Though. I know it is what he, he said. Pops in. Uh, it's just probably, he, meant, he meant for a drink. But I think still. he meant for a drink, but that is an interesting choice of words. It really is. Yeah. Um, Finish your word. Yeah. Finish your word, Pottinger. Nip with two peas. You overfinished that word. Cut the word down. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm. I don't know the character. I see his plot function. I see his yeah. value in terms of moving the plot forward. But I want to. I want to see him either be crazier or you know be. I want to know what he's up to in a way that makes me excited to see him on screen. Yeah, right now he's a kind of like cool, not as in like uh, like a cool guy, but like cool as in like not very hot protagonist, right? Like, or antagonist. antagonist sorry. Yeah, yeah, like he's. He's making things difficult, but it's not, like, active or aggressive. He's just kind of there, and you're waiting for something to happen where, like, someone gets arrested mm-hmm. or he may, like, he I'm kills I'm sure we'll get or... some kind of twist uh, in, a, in a few episodes. Yeah. What, what is interesting in this episode is he becomes uh, Amanda's Adreno pipeline. Yeah. Adreno sales have effectively been shut down. Um, you know, he says to Stama, I can't have my people getting hooked on it. Yeah. So it's all over. She runs out. Uh, of Adreno, and now he's supplying it to her, which means she's going to become more and more hooked on the drug Mm -hmm. and more and more tied to him. And I really don't like seeing Amanda like this. Yeah. She's really out of sorts. She is kind of in denial about what happened to Kenya. Yeah. Um, And she said to Nolan last week, you know, that she likes her new gig. She's gotten used to it. But it's really not the case. Yeah, and for such a strong character, like, it's it's weird seeing her like this. Like, I, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I want, I want her to be sassy. 
Yeah, I mean, she's deeply depressed. Yeah, yeah we saw her kick this dude's ass this she week. She did kick that she dude's kicked ass. She kicked his ass, broke a chair over him, but it's in, like, a drug fit. Yeah. And she's wildly out of control. It wasn't, you know, a moment of strength for her, which mm. I wish that it had been, no. or, like, it would have been from Kenya, uh, which is just makes me more and more concerned for her. Yeah. You know, she and Nolan are now sleeping together, but it's not in the way that any of us would have wanted them to be together. Uh, instead... They're both just kind of not talking about the fact that this is unhealthy. Yeah. They both definitely had feelings for each other for a long time, and they just kind of hopped into bed together because she's now a, a madam of a brothel. And, like, I think she's just desperate to feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, screwed up. Yeah, it's it's really uncomfortable. And, like, if she... if. If Pottinger becomes, like, the pipeline for her drug habit, like, she's going to hook up with him. She's got to. Oh, no. Eventually, he's got to be like, look, I could get you more, but uh, you need to do something for me as well. Yeah. I've heard that at Camp Reverie, when people come to visit, they provide certain hand pleasurings. Oh, a business deal? Yes, a business deal. <laughs> Let's sign those papers. Let's sign those papers. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Good. <laughs> good. good. Well done. Good business. Good. Nice meeting you. Nice yeah. meeting you. Would have uh, been nice to get some mouth business, but this business is fine. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. Ver- We're not talking land ownership. This no. is just a business deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's also a scene between Amanda and Stama yeah. um, where they talk about Kenya being missing. Which was real awkward. Really awkward. Yeah. Because, you know, as we all know, Stama killed Kenya. And I think she does regret it. She did. I, I think she... Rewatching the first season before season two came out, yeah, um, made me kind of rethink their relationship because at the end of season one, I was like, well, obviously she never cared about her at all. Yeah, she never cared about her at all. She was always trying to get another pawn to uh, use in her attempts to make Daytac powerful. Yeah, but now that I think back. I think that there genuinely was some excitement in her life that Kenya provided that she hadn't had in a long time. Someone who respected her and saw her as as a not just not just a woman, but as a powerful woman yeah. and as a strong person. Um, and that ultimately, she had to sacrifice that connection for what she thought was right, and it backfired. So now. She's real. I, now I think she wishes that she was still alive. That it hadn't been necessary to kill her. Yeah, I think. I think also like she had to sacrifice that part of her life as mm-hmm. well. And like I think what Kenya represents uh, is kind of missing from her life now. And now she's regretting that. She's also like the hardest character to read. Yeah. Uh, I think Jamie just, Alexander does an amazing. job. She does a really good job, and I think it's just. Like, because of the culture, like, it's hard to tell what her motivations are mm-hmm. every time. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I I think she does feel bad about Kenya, but that still that conversation was really awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's still, like, she doesn't even know that she was sleeping with Kenya. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just got to be strange. I mean, that's... Uh, as strange as poison on the outside of a flask. Yeah. And that was the weirdest death, and I still have problems with you it. You don't like that it was on the outside of the no, flask? No. I thought it was, I, I was like, it didn't hit me like a, aha, like, oh my god, that's a shocker. It was just yeah. kind of like, what? Why didn't you put it inside? 
Well, because she wasn't going to drink from it. Yeah. You know, but like, what kind of poison is that? I don't understand. I get it. You're aliens. You can do weird outside of the flask poisons that just are absorbed through the skin, but it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. (sighs) Osmosis is a dangerous thing. And Osmosis Jones is a dangerous Dangerous man. (laughs) A dangerous dangerous movie. movie. And TV series. And TV series. Subsequent TV series. Um, All right. So. The big story that we have to talk about oh boy. is uh, is Arissa's story and and Nolan's story is part of it. You know, um, she has been killing people yeah. because she's got a little Urzu in her head. Gotta get that Urzu out, telling her to kill people. Yeah, um, and it's driving her crazy. She hates it. Yeah, she hates it. And you know, when um, Birdie's in the market and she hears the good news, um, you know, from uh, from Rafe that. He's going to be a grandfather. She's like, I'm going to be the best Nana ever, the best auntie ever, whatever. And she runs off, presumably, to go home. And Arissa is stalking her. Urzu's telling her, you have to kill. You have to You have to take her. You have to take her. And uh, Arissa's like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore, child me. That that was a, a yeah. handcuff sound yep. effect, yep. Uh, courtesy of Jesse Klein. You're welcome. And uh, available for fully work <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, anywhere, anywhere, at any time, anytime. Yeah. So uh, she's like, "I'm not going to do it. I will trap myself, and I'm not going to kill anyone." And Urzu's like, "Oh yeah." And then we get a kind of like brief flashes of imagery we see inside of the Kaziri yeah. three thousand years ago. Um, and as we see later on, someone who looks a hell of a lot like Arissa yeah. on board, she and her casty partner basically mutiny and take over the ship because, uh, she, it's, it, Earth's an inhabited planet. Yeah. And she doesn't want to kill everybody by terraforming it. Well, yeah, she said something like Urzu protects all life. Yeah, Urzu values, all, values life, all life is what yeah. she said, which is, is – we're at a conundrum here yeah. because Arissa's been going around killing people. That's so how can value. she value all life? That's yeah. obviously not the case. So um, as we move further through the episode, obviously Arissa, when she wakes up, she's standing over Birdie's body. She's freaked out, to say mm-hmm. the least, and she spends all night dragging – Birdie's body into the woods mm-hmm. uh, and digging a hole, doing a little night digging. Some night digging. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it, it's funny. For a second, I just I assumed as she started digging, she was going to find Kenya's body. Ooh. Um, but, I mean, it would be vastly decomposed after nine months. But yeah. still, uh, I just thought that was going to happen because it's the same woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't happen. But it's putting her at odds with Nolan. She's missing shifts. She's being secretive. She's not telling him anything. And he's getting paranoid. Yeah. Uh, rightly so. Yeah. 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 I. She's in such a. She's in such a pickle. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. That's what I call it when you're killing people. Oh, when an ancient god is yeah. telling you to kill people. And now apparently not only telling you but taking over your body. Yeah. And killing people for you. Uh yeah, and like you can tell that she she doesn't like lying, mm-hmm. and you can tell that like this is not a thing that she's happy about. But at the same time, for some reason, she isn't saying anything. Yeah, which well, uh, I think Urzu's telling her that she can't. Yeah, I, I assume we haven't really like she. We had that moment where she where Urzu was like, Shh, like with her finger. Sure, um, a few episodes back. So I assume that she's just not allowed to talk about it. But uh, it's definitely a big big problem and and nolan as we know when he's on the outside of something involving Arissa, he panics and he gets you know 
judgy and searchy, and sure. he goes through her stuff. He can't read her diary. Um, finds he the cuffs, though. Finds her cuffs with Liberata blood on them, yeah, and man. he jumps to this conclusion, a correct conclusion, yeah. um, that is bafflingly overturned later in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Here, let's let's talk about what's going on with these bodies, right? Yeah. So she goes to see Sukar, who Al- alive, alive, <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. Which I'm just like, can anything kill Sukar? Because he's supposed to be dead I don't again. Think so. Yeah. You know. So um, he talks about he's got missing gaps, kind of like her. Yeah. And uh, I guess when she saw his ghost in front of the cave, when she went to go to the Kaziri in the finale, maybe that was uh, Urzu reviving him as well. It definitely, it freaked out all of his fellow spirit riders. They abandoned him. They called him the Devil Woken or the Devil Arisen. I I don't remember exactly what it said. Something like that. Yeah. Um, It's unnatural for him to be alive again, and he's trying to puzzle through it. And then Urzu forces Orisa to kill Sukkar, but it's not killing him. Uh We see the combined colovan the combined keys yeah uh snake out of Arissa's mouth and jump inside sukar and then his body's just lifeless and then she runs away thinking that she killed him but yeah. that's not what happened because then he wakes up again yeah so does he have the keys well here's what i'm thinking let me let me let me get to that point yeah so uh later in the woods uh, Arissa is at the end of her rope. She yeah. takes uh, she takes his gun and she goes to kill herself. Yeah. And Urzu's telling her, "You can't do it. You can't do it." And she's like, "Ha ha ha! I'm gonna do it anyway." Yeah. And then she shoots herself in the face. Yeah. Um, and we see that full, effectively. Effectively. Yeah. Uh, she. We see that full flashback to the uh, Kaziri. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, she's still alive, and the Kolovan are repairing her body. Yeah. They're repairing her body. Part of me thinks, and this is, I know this is a big jump. Yeah. Part of me thinks that when Arissa fell into the Kaziri, she did die. That her body is gone. Yeah. What we're seeing now is whatever kind of new life form or artificial life form the Kaziri has created uh to to do its will. I don't think that it's Urzu at all. I think that it's the onboard computer potentially of uh of the Kaziri. And it's like a it's like a cancer. Like because it won't let things die, it just keeps on reproducing because then you yeah. see at the very end you see someone that has been dead that uh Arissa killed like get that kid and then spit the stuff and so it's building an army. So, uh, so that means, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bert, uh, Birdie. Birdie. Is also one also of these things. Also one of these things, yeah. 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 What I'm thinking, because the Kaziri is, it was, it was a, um, a terraforming ship. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. It was meant to terraform the earth so that when the fleet arrived in 3,000 years, it would be ready and habitable for them. Um, and then instead there was this mutiny on board. Yeah. It crash landed and, uh, it was just never discovered. Yeah. What I'm thinking is that Whatever primary onboard computer was there, whatever programming it had, Mm -hmm. it's carrying out that programming now using Arissa and these other newly risen artificial life forms as its as its weapons. 
It, and I, I mean, that would work with uh, Urzu value, valuing all life mm-hmm. and therefore not letting anything die. Instead, turning everything into artificial life forms that can yeah. repair themselves and that will never die. Yeah. But the problem there being that all humanity, all real life yeah. would be over with. Yeah. So now she, she, we've had nine months where she wasn't around. Yeah. Nine months where she said she killed a lot of people, which means there's a lot of these things out there. Yeah. Cuz they've been spreading uh, they've been spreading the stuff. They've been spreading the message all this time. Yeah, it looks like every time she infects so we got like a like an intelligent zombie issue going on. Right, like an intelligent virus. Yeah. Um and kind of this secret invasion army. Yeah, this is bad news bears. Bad news bears for yeah. everyone. For everyone. You know, the E-Rep, the Voltanus collective, everyone around the planet is in danger because yeah. as people continue to move, this virus will spread. Now, thankfully, uh, because there's no air travel, it's not going to spread extremely fast. But it'll still spread. It'll still spread. Yeah. Throughout communities and across the nation and down into South America probably with the Votanis Collective. Yeah. Scary, scary, scary. Yeah. So, um, you know, Arissa, she's still not telling, she's still not telling Nolan anything about it. There's not really anything to be done yet. Um, we also get that moment between her and Berlin. Uh, where Berlin is ba- basically tries to offer an olive branch about yeah. Tommy, and Arissa's just like, what am I supposed to say to that? And then, screw your computers. Yeah, screw your fa- computer made of tower fans. Whatever. I, I don't think those were humidifiers in the background. No, I, th- I think they were tower fans. Um, That's what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, in any case... We got a lot to chew on and a lot of material for the rest of the season, potentially the rest of the series. I feel like the struggle of this season is starting to take shape. Yeah. Knowing that these things are out there and that the Kaziri and, and Urzu, if it is Urzu and Arissa are now trying to replace all life with these computer things. Yeah. Um, we've got a serious problem on our hands. I don't know how they're going to fix it. Yeah. It, I mean, if they can't die, Mm-hmm. It's going to be real difficult to stop whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Well, in, in uh next episode, uh, sorry, getting into predictions. Let's, let's just do it. Let's okay. get into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Get into it. So next episode, there are some raiders that come to town. Mm-hmm. I'm going to predict that at least one of those raiders has been infected. I love this idea. Yeah. I hope now I have such high hopes for that being the case. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be disappointed if the, if it isn't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, these raiders come to town. They kidnap Pottinger. They kidnap Berlin. Yeah. They got a problem with E Rep. Big problem. Yeah. We can't tell if they're human or not. No. no, they're wearing big, big masks. Big road warrior masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're not sure what they're up to. Obviously, Daytac is going to look to reclaim his seat sure. at, at the throne. Yeah, make um, a power move. Mm-hmm. And he's not letting Alak move at all. Mm-hmm. Alak gives him back his his blue glowing knife. Yeah, we saw that. He whips it out. He whips it out right there on camera, right yeah. there in front of his son. Right there in front of his son. He creepy, whips it out. creepy, creepy. Yeah, I'm sure you bathe with him, but come on. Yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. come on. Um, any other predictions? Uh, I, I just, I want to see more with this, like, weird living virus. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see, like, 
I, I want there to be times where like we get surprised where someone we don't expect is already one has of them. already been infected. I love that. Like like that'll just make it like fun and exciting. Where like then you find out like Amanda's been one of them the entire time. Or, what? Like, something like that. Like, but that'd that's be... I, the, it, I love this. I love this because it's one of these big terrifying concepts of who can you trust. Yeah. It's a big problem far bigger than any of the ones that we encountered in the first season yeah and it's a great great sci-fi concept and it forces alliances that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. so that'll be fun like to see like different people with each other yeah, yeah. and I, I like that we're ha- we're facing a global problem potentially. yeah all right uh i think that's going to be all of it uh, all Sweet. of it for us this week um, you know, folks, I apologize that we weren't on longer, but when it's just two people, there's only so much you can say. Yeah. Um, we will obviously, we'll try to have a much longer podcast for you next week to make up for the difference. I really, really appreciate your patience. This season of Defiance is going to be the best. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. yeah. Jesse, where can the people find you? Uh, the people can find me on Twitter at JessKlein1, and then if you're a big fan of live comedy... Uh, this Saturday, the 5th, you can see me and Matt Lieberman at the Kirk Douglas Theater. We're going to be performing with our team DJ Fawcett, Sketch Comedy. Yeah, it's a one-night-only sh- one show. Yeah. Uh, it's at 8 p.m. in Culver City at the Kirk Douglas Theater. You can find tickets online at Brown Paper Tickets. Just search for DJ Fawcett. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can find all my videos for SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd on YouTube. And you can find me here on AfterBuzz TV on The Marin Show That's and right. Halton catch fire show here with jesse i want to thank you so much see you all next week goodbye from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz tv buzz you later The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 